Welcome back, everybody, for another episode of the Behind the Mic podcast. We are here for Season 2, Episode 16. Next weekend, we stay in the Notre Dame threshold and talk to Nick Durannick next weekend, so look forward to that. This weekend, the voice of Notre Dame women's basketball and the South Bend Cubs, Greg Sims. Greg, how are you doing? Living the dream, Alex. How are you? Good. And I, I always like asking this general question about you know, you've kind of been somewhat established in this industry, whether it be with the Cubs, with Notre Dame now. What got this bug going for you? Was this an industry that introduced itself to you, or did you introduce yourself to it? How did that introduction to PA announcing go for you? Oh, boy. Um, you know what? Um, I guess for, for public address announcing, being a, a sports fan in general, um, you know, uh, growing up uh, – in the heyday of the championship run of the Chicago Bulls and the national spotlight that the Bulls got. And, uh, you know, uh, whenever NBC and Marv Albert had the broadcast, they always went to the, when it was a home game, to the public address announcer, Ray Clay, the, you know, who's obviously famous for, and now, um, and that just got my attention um, because, um, of the showmanship, you know, the, the excitement that you get to have before a play has occurred. Um, and uh, I, I kind of noticed that as a, as a fan uh, watching on TV and then as a fan going into um, in, in, in person for high school sports, things like that. Um, and I've always been somewhat of a um, performing art artist, I guess you can say, you know, mm -hmm. going back to our high school years and with the drama club and all that good stuff. And then just uh, kind of became the, the PA announcer for school. Uh, you know, I was that annoying guy in the morning that, uh, hey, good morning, everybody. Here's our school announcements. Um, and every morning and every afternoon did that. And then uh, my senior year, I was approached by uh, our girls uh, basketball coach and our athletic director and wound up uh, becoming the PA announcer for girls uh, varsity basketball and uh, helped out with JV uh, basketball for boys uh, because they had a, a wonderful uh, varsity announcer already at my high school in South Bend, uh, Riley high school, give a shout out to the Wildcats. <laughs> and um, you know, it, it, it took off from there, honestly. And 20 plus years later, here we are. I um, did high school basketball for, oh, probably uh, around 20, 21 years. Uh, and that was from my senior year in high school on. Um, and then, um, you know, other things just kind of eventually started taking off, um, you know, with uh, Notre Dame women's basketball then. Uh, had have been blessed with that opportunity for over 10 years now, uh, starting the 09-10 season. Um, and that was a wonderful opportunity that just kind of, I wasn't looking for it. It just kind of happened. Um, I was working in radio at the time. And uh, <clears throat> my uh, friend that worked in the cubicle next to me said, hey, you know, Notre Dame was looking for a PA announcer. They got an open audition. And uh the, uh, the program was a client of our radio station. So I had known um, 
and had met and talked with Coach McGraw a number of times and some of their marketing people. And so I, I reached out to the marketing person and said, oh, yeah, I understand you have an opening, just, just out of curiosity. And she said, oh, yeah, we'd love to have you. Um, you know, here's some criteria, and then we're going to narrow it down and all that good stuff, and we'll have you in-person auditions. And there were, they wound up having around 50, 55 in-person auditions that night. Um, thankfully I drew a, a, a high number. So <laughs> I was one of the first ones through <laughs> and, um, you know, the rest is history with, with Notre Dame women's basketball, um, South Bend Cubs. I was, again, it, the domino effect here happened. I was with yeah. uh, Notre Dame for a season and one of the ushers happens to work for the South Bend Cubs. And said, hey, you know, we're looking for a, uh, actually it was the South Bend Silverhawks at the time. Okay. Um, the affiliation kind of changed uh, about five years ago um, from a, the Arizona Diamondbacks to, to the Chicago Cubs. So, um, but at the time, the South Bend Silverhawks uh, had an opening for a PA position. And so he said, you know, you, you know, if you're interested, I can give you the number. I said, oh, sure, why not? And it just kind of took off from there. So here we are now. I want to talk first um, about your role with Notre Dame women's basketball and kind of a non-announcing related question to start, but um, with Coach McGraw's recent retirement announcement, when that came out, what was your reaction? I know you had been involved in the program for a decent amount already, but when that announcement became official, obviously I know as a fan, and I'm sure you can agree, Neil Ivy, a home run of a hire to begin with, but what were your initial thoughts when you had seen the words Muffet McGraw retiring? Um, honestly uh, and selfishly, uh, heartbreak. Um, um, and I say that because, you know, good, good for coach. You know, she knows that this is her time uh, to step aside. And she's had over 30 years you know, uh, in the, in the sports and with Notre Dame and is in the, uh, Naismith, uh, basketball hall of fame. The, I mean, all the hall of fames that she can be in, she's there. Um, but, uh, from a selfish standpoint, uh, heartbreak, um, you know, the whole reason actually, um, I entertain more the idea of just auditioning for the position was, uh, my family connection. Uh, my grandparents were season ticket holders for women's basketball before there were even season tickets. Um, you know, uh, before the remodel of, uh, of the Joyce, you know, for years and years and years. And ironically, uh, my grandfather took me to a game for the first time. And that was in 2000. And that was their first run at the national title. Um, and it was just an incredible experience to be a part of. And I got to go um, and be a part of those games with my grandparents periodically. Um, and, uh, you know, working at the radio station, you know, during promotions with Notre Dame sports and um, having Coach McGraw come in and other, other opportunities along the way to talk to her and get to know her as a person uh, was uh, really special. She is you know, there, there are two words that, uh, you know, really define, I think, Coach McGraw, and that's classy and uh, legend. And uh, so, you know, from a selfish standpoint, you never want to let that go. You know, uh, you never want to see that go. And, uh, 
but but if anyone has earned a retirement and uh, um, you know after all the accolades that she's given not only to the University uh, of Notre Dame but also to her community I mean she is an incredible proponent for what we call here in South Bend the Michiana community we're close to Michigan and we're Indiana you know the community's called Michiana and um, she has given back selflessly uh, for decades and um, and she continues to give back in her retirement and she continues uh, she's still on campus uh, so that, that that'll be nice that she'll still be around she's uh, uh, still teaching now uh, classes so um, again well deserved but uh, definitely uh, a sad thing to hear and another reason why I'm, I'm ready for the year 2020 to go away. <laughs> well, but, uh, we're definitely in capable hands with Neil Ivy uh, taking over. So, uh, you know, that while the heartbreak was there to hear the uh, replacement announcement uh, very quickly thereafter and uh, having Coach Ivy now uh, helming the program, that's very exciting. And to see some of the uh, other alums back with the program as her uh, coaching staff, uh, uh, just a lot of excitement. And, and hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to kick off a tip off the season rather uh, in the next uh, few weeks. You mentioned seeing a game as a fan back in that first national title run. You were the PA announcer for that incredible team that the entire starting five went on the WNBA and all and that situation there with that national championship in 2018 and the championship back then did that kind of put things in perspective when you saw them celebrating that national championship most recently did your mind go back to celebrating that national championship as a fan and does that kind of put things in perspective for you yeah yeah uh it does uh the first celebrating as a fan the first time around uh, you know, as I was just getting introduced to the program through the love of the game for my grandparents and uh, everything, that was that was very cool. Um, you know, it, it wasn't uh, as meaningful. It was a heck of an introduction to the program for me as a fan, um, but it was extremely uh, meaningful uh, in 2018. You know, we, we had my grandparents over, we had my, my father and stepmother, and I had a stepsister, and I had my wife, and we had our dogs, and we're all camped out in front of the big screen. And uh, I love my wife so much for what she did. Uh, in the final minute or two of the game, she set up her iPhone, and uh, we, she captured the moment where we won the national championship and our reactions um, nice. uh, to that. And... It is so extra special to me um, to have my grandparents and my, my grandfather who um, over the past six or seven years had, had battled a little bit with dementia um, and um, unfortunately passed uh, last summer, uh, 2019. Um, so, so that moment is, is extra special to me uh, as a fan, um, you know, and it, it, it's always hard to, I don't know how to act sometimes when I'm watching a game, when I'm not working, you know, uh, you know, is it okay to, to cheer here? Is it okay to, to, to yell at the, at the, at the TV? Is it, you know, whatever the case is uh, that day though, it was extra special. And uh, I'll never forget that. 
um, and, and sharing that moment with my family, um, my, my immediate family right there. And again, my, my grandfather is the guy that introduced me to Notre Dame women's basketball. And uh, he, it doesn't matter what time of year it was. It doesn't matter uh, if, uh, if we had just finished the season. He, the same thing he would say, so uh, how do you think the girls are going to do this year? You think they're going to be okay? I think they're going to win. I think they're going to go all the way. That, that, uh, that Mrs. Muffet, she's going to teach that team so well. And uh, uh, I, I, I just have nothing but great memories of that and um, have a, such a special connection with my family on that one. The saying, the phrase of here comes the Irish is obviously quite legendary within the athletic programs there at Notre Dame. What is it like? I know there's so many different orifices within the course of a game, but to get to utter that phrase over a PA system, I'm sure that that means quite a bit right there to get to do that game in and game out. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the history of Notre Dame, the University of Notre Dame athletics alone, uh, plus the, the storied uh, program of uh, women's basketball and um, you know, I, I know every every team and every program may say this, but um, I will I will go tooth and nail with you on this that we have the greatest fans in the land uh, with the uh, Fighting Irish of Notre Dame women's basketball fans. They are there through thick and thin, and um, we've had a lot of thick over the years. But you know, honestly, let let's be let's be uh, honest here. Uh, we had it really thin in the 2019 season. Uh, but those fans are incredible. And when the uh, Purcell Pavilion is jam-packed with over 9,100 fans rocking and rolling and ready to cheer on those girls, um, to say, here come the Irish, is, and, and that's their cue of, okay, it's, it's showtime, it's go time, let's go. Um, that, that's, that's an incredible atmosphere. Um, and any time that we're playing UConn um, at home, that is – an atmosphere taken to the, you know, infinite degree of everyone is on uh, extra special that night. And, and just briefly sharing my thoughts on the matter, I think it's one of those rivalries that they could not have won a game to that point of the season. They could be undefeated. That game is going to be treated just like it's a national championship. There's going to be 9,100 fans at Purcell at either way, kind of one of those, well, landmark games, if you will. Absolutely. And, and I wanted to talk now about more of the preparation uh, for an Notre Dame women's basketball game. What goes into preparing for such a game and how different is it for like a big game at UConn? Do you put any different prep into a big game like that one or is it just kind of the same routine for every game? You know, I, I, try, to, uh, I try to treat every game as the same, um, you know, uh, regardless of who's there, regardless of whether or not there is a, you know, a dozen fans, which I've done games where there's only a dozen fans, not for Notre Dame, of course, but for in, in a high school setting, um, you know, I've done games where there's, you know, a, a sold out uh, Purcell Pavilion. Um, and I, I think the approach is the same, uh, regardless. Uh, you got to give the respect to uh, the fans that are in attendance that you are there to inform throughout the game. You have to give the same respect to the teams that are performing, obviously the home team, but even the visiting team, you never want to disrespect uh, 
the, the visiting team and the visiting program and their coaches. Um, so uh, the preparation is, is very similar for each game. Yes, there might be added elements that you have to go over and, and be aware of um, for televised games or non-televised games or during timeouts where there's a special ceremony honoring a player for some feat that they have achieved or an alum has returned and we're going to honor them, or maybe even a somber note, you know, obviously there are different elements that uh, play into it, but the preparation for the game itself uh, remains the same. And um, I, I'm, I'm very lucky where um, other than the actual game, um, you know, everything is scripted out uh, as far as the timeouts go and the contests and things like that, which, um, is a lot of fun. Um, um, I also, you know, it's scripted out, but then you get to add a little bit of your own personality to the games. You know, of course, we have the world famous chicken toss as a, a game for our, our, our little and young fans. And then every now and again, we have our senior uh, chicken toss members out there. But that's always a lot of fun. Um, uh, as far as the preparation, the day of the game goes, you know, you get there about an hour and a half to two hours beforehand go over the script, uh, you meet with the um, uh, sports information director uh, for the other team uh, to go over pronunciations. Uh, every now and again, um, if it's a, a team that I am familiar with, um, you know, um, I, I guess if it's a team that I'm not familiar with, that's what I wanna say, um, I'll, I'll do some advanced homework, um, you know, uh, on the internet and the Google machine and uh, try to track down some information there. But I always try regardless to talk to their sports information director uh, to, to hear what the name is like, you know, obviously um, you don't ever want to butcher someone's name. It happens. Sometimes uh, you do your best uh, to make sure it doesn't happen but that often. Um, I'm blessed where I'm not in a sport like hockey or football where there are umpteen names and umpteen things going on at once uh, and a lot of foreign names, uh, you know, uh, that uh, could be thrown at you all at once. Uh, it, with basketball, we've got, uh, oh, probably 12, 12 names per team, you know, um, plus the coaches. So not a, not a, a big uh, uh, deal there of having to learn so much at once in advance of a game. So that's nice. Um, but I, I think the other preparation is just um, some mental preparation um, as far as realizing that um, it, trying not to get caught up in, in what's, what the storylines are going into the game. You know, for example, uh, you know, the last meeting, you know, maybe there was a, there was uh, some controversial call or, or maybe uh, there, you know, there's a win streak or losing streak going on, or maybe there's an injured player for either team or, or something like that. You know, uh, that's all out, out of your hands and out of your control. And that's just, you know, not part of what, uh, what I'm there for. I'm there for what happens during the game. Um, and, and, you know, uh, to a degree uh, beforehand uh, for uh, pre pregame um, elements, but um, you know, so just trying to center yourself, center yourself and um, you know, 
stay calm, but still excited, you know, uh, for the big plays, for the big moments. And, um, you know, so, so I think that's pretty much how I, I approach the preparation uh, as far as uh, the basketball goes. I want to talk now about your role with the South Bend Cubs and how that's gone for you. Obviously, like we mentioned, formerly the South Bend Silverhawks. Kind of elaborate more on how that role came about for you and your what your thoughts on your time with minor league baseball has been, because obviously that's an atmosphere in and of its own that's quite the event. Sure. Um, you know, uh, I became uh, a member of the, um, at, at the time, it was the South Bend Silverhawks. They were the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks affiliate uh, here in South Bend. And uh, one of our ushers happened to be the mascot uh, for a number of years. Our, our, one of our ushers out at the women's basketball games. And he approached me uh, and said, hey, um, we might be needing a new PA announcer. This is the person you should talk to if you're interested. Uh, so we went from there. And um, it was a long schedule. Uh, you know, uh, it's about a 70, just over 70 game schedule a year uh, at home. And um, that, that's a long time. <laughs> but I, I'm used to high school basketball. And then at that time, one season under my belt of Notre Dame women's basketball. And that's 16 to 18 games um, a year with, with uh, maybe some tournaments, maybe some exhibition, things like that. Um, and so this was, that was a different approach and a much slower paced game. Um, so, but, but being a lifelong Chicago Cubs fan, um, that, that helped in, in always uh, having a, an appreciation and love for baseball. Um, I was really not supposed to be with the South Bend Cubs anymore. Um, after about three or four seasons, I was, um, um, finishing my uh, degree, uh, my day job now is um, an elementary school teacher. And I was finishing my degree and thought, boy, you know what? Um, I, I think my teaching career is going to um, really require much more of my time. Even though baseball starts in April, runs through the summer and ends in early September, um, if we're lucky with the playoffs, um, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to devote very much of my time. So I had talked to my boss, who's a wonderful friend of mine now, um, Chris Hagstrom Jones, and said, you know, I would love to continue on, but I don't know. And he says, oh, you know what, we'll have you in the bullpen. When we need somebody to come in, we'll, we'll call for you. I said, okay, that's fine. And of course, my luck the very year that I decided to step away as a, as the full-time PA announcer, the Chicago Cubs affiliation mm -hmm. comes to South Bend. And, uh, you know, my phone starts blowing up with text messages. Are you really going to quit now? Are you really going to quit now? And I'm like, I'm not really quitting. I just, you know, it's not working out schedule wise. And, um, after one season of, of, uh, and the first season of the South Bend Cubs affiliation, I was able to work it back into the regular rotation. Um, um, so I am, I, I split time with another gentleman, John Thompson, who is a, a great PA announcer in his own right here in our South Bend area with the Notre Dame band and uh, um, uh, a couple other things that he's done. So he and I kind of split the time for South Bend Cubs um, 
we have set schedules for the most part. Um, and it's really a, a split time, but I work just about all of the games. Uh, if I'm not working PA, I'm sitting next to, to John as he's doing PA and I'm running the music. Um, because uh, Andrew Berlin, the owner of the South Bend Cubs, who came in in uh, 2011, um, really has made uh, the organization a, 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 a big extended family. I know that's very cliche, but especially in our production team, um, that's exactly what we are, is family. And, and, and my, my buddy, Chris, he, uh, while he's the boss of our, our, our department and everything, he's really mom and dad, uh, uh, both roles there and keeping everybody together and keeping the family going. And it's been a heck of a run with the South Bend Cubs. Um, we, um, we celebrated the first championship as a South Bend Cubs affiliate in 2019. Uh, the team went undefeated in the playoffs. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was just an incredible run to be a part of, um, and to see that and then to celebrate and then, you know, let me tell you to, to be treated as part of not just the, the team, but the family of the South Bend Cubs is, is really hard to explain of how well, uh, Mr. Berlin does treat his, his employees, um, you know, not everyone, but a good number of the employees. There, there was a criteria set out, um, but everyone got a championship ring, you know, um, and it, it, it's not uh, a Cracker Jack, uh, you know, ring that you find in the box there when you're done eating your Cracker Jacks in a ball game. This is a, a very nice uh, gesture uh, of, 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 of appreciation from the organization and, uh, all of us that were lucky enough to get one um, cannot express enough our appreciation to the organization, to Mr. Berlin, to the entire South Bend Cubs uh, team and players and organization. And, and it's just a special, special place to be and to be a part of at Four Winds Field here in South Bend. Um, heartbreaking that we could not be together to celebrate that championship in the 2020 season. Um, but, We'll be together again sometime soon, I'm sure, and uh, we'll definitely celebrate that uh, championship. There's the unique connection, if you will, I feel you have with both of your roles as we talked about Notre Dame women's basketball, but now with the South Bend Cubs, being a Cubs fan, and then with the Cubs affiliation, what's that like for you to get to see the future stars of your favorite MLB team and get to be the announcer for such a team? It's 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 really really awesome to be a part of that, you know, um, and and I, I can't say enough how much I appreciate the position that I'm in, um, both with women's basketball at Notre Dame and the South Bend Cubs. Um, but I, I do want to make it clear. Uh, I get asked this all the time, even from family members. Uh, hey, what what what's uh, Coach McGraw like? What's uh, you know? Uh, what was she saying after the game or what was she saying? I, you know, honestly, I didn't talk to coach very much at all while being the PA announcer. I had more conversations with her one-on-one -on -one and personally before I became the PA announcer in my, in my life in radio before teaching and, and, and doing this PA work um, where we would have interviews and, and do promotions together and things like that. And 
it's not that she doesn't like me and I don't like her or she's not approachable. It's the fact that, um, you know, she's, you know, she's kind of busy at this time, <laughs> you know, she's coaching. Uh, I, I'm doing my thing as well. Um, you know, uh, as, as much as I would be more than willing to, you know, give her my opinion, I don't think she really needs my opinion uh, pre-game pre or during the game. Uh, so I didn't have very much opportunity there. Also with the South Bend Cubs in that sense, you know, I'm up in the booth. I don't have an opportunity to go down and, and talk with the, the players that often. And when you do have uh, chances and you have a lot more uh, chances uh, to interact with the, um, with the ball players in, in the minor league level, especially the low A level, um, it, it's just nice fo informal conversation. It's, it's not uh, so, uh, you know, wh what do you think the bat speed is on your swing? And it's nothing like that. Um, but it is, a very awesome opportunity as a fan um, to sit there and say, wow, here's the team that I've grown up with uh, my entire life. And here are the players that's going to be on that team here in just a couple years. Uh, you know, David Bowie, Bodie, Ian Happ, uh, they were just with us just a couple years ago, just off the top of my head. And look what they're doing now, you know, with, with the big league Cubs. It's just very cool to be a part of that. It's also cool. Um, we hosted the uh, Midwest League All-Star Game um, in the 2019 season. And, you know, we had special luminaries come in. And as a fan, as a lifelong Cubs fan, to be able to announce your favorite baseball player of all time, the Hall of Fame second baseman for the Chicago Cubs, Ryan Sandberg, was at the ballpark. And I got to introduce him to a sold-out four wins field. Holy cow, to, feel, <laughs> to steal a phrase there. Wow. I mean, blessed is the word that I feel, you know. Um, and it, I, I will say sometimes it's hard to try to recenter yourself at, at, at things like that where – you know, you're, you're not just a fan, you're a professional doing what you're paid to do here, you know, and, um, you know, sometimes I, I just got to shake it out of my, out of my system and okay, let's get back to work. Let's stay focused on track here and uh, do what we're, we're paid to do. Short term here with the pandemic that we have going through our country, we're not even sure where the women's basketball season is going to go. I'm real antsy to see how that turns out, as I'm sure you are in your role. Um, but whenever that season does come back, how are you going to approach it? Because, you know, in sports, really from an athlete perspective or any perspective, there's been the adage of you can't take it for granted now. You know, play every game like it's your last. Whenever you return to that PA chair for Notre Dame women's basketball for the South Bend Cubs, what, how will that mentality change? Just how do you think the role might change, at least in the short term? Boy, I, I, I really don't know what the life after the pandemic is going to look like, what life as we try to navigate to the end of the pandemic is going to look like. Um, you know, I, I, I honestly treat every game as if it could be my last um, because you never know what will happen. You never know if, um, you know, 
it's a business, okay? And in business and everything, there be, you know, can be a new boss. And a new boss will like to have a certain way of things done or certain people around them, you know. Um, so you never know when you, I mean, honestly, regardless of how good you are, um, everyone has different tastes and everyone has um, different um, needs. And, um, you know, hopefully I, I continue to fit into those tastes and needs and everything else. But, you know, uh, honestly, we're, we're all temporary for various reasons. Um, so I, 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 I approach every game as if it could be my last. Every game, there are moments where I just, I lean back in my chair and I take in the Purcell Pavilion. I look up to the rafters, to the Ring of Honor and all the retired numbers and all the people that have been um, honored uh, from the program and the university. And I've, I'm lucky enough uh, for all of the women's um, players that uh, have been honored and inducted into the Ring of Honor, I've been with the program for every single ceremony and induction ceremony. So I look up to those rafters and I think back to the long storied history. I think back to the uh, time that I have been with them. Um, I look at Coach McGraw's banner up there for her Hall of Fame uh, career, um, noting her in all of the basketball hall of fames that she can possibly be in. Um, I look up to the national championship banners. Uh, I look up to the, to the long banners of, um, the success of the NCAA tournament. Uh, I look beyond the banners to the, to the fans and just take in the atmosphere, especially, right before the starting lineups you know we have a little intro video and the lights go out and everyone has their glow sticks and they're twirling it in the air and there's nothing like seeing nine thousand plus green uh, lime green glow sticks just twirling up in the air and and seeing the little uh, the faces of the little kids just brightened up because their favorite uh, player or their favorite team is out there and they're going to see them in person. So um, yeah, I try to take it in uh, every game. And when we're finally back together in um, a normal capacity, um, you know, God willing, I'm with it with the program still. And I have no reason to think I'm not, but um, again, um, that's going to be something extra special. I can't really anticipate what it's going to feel like until it happens. Um, and the same goes with baseball. Um, I can only, only imagine really what it will be like, but once we're there, once we're back together, the family is back together. Um, it'll, it'll just be incredible. I'm sure. But again, not knowing exactly the emotion. And I, I, I think that's going to be one thing uh, that I, I will have to step up on is kind of uh, reeling in the emotion um, because it, it's going to be overwhelming for a, a, a few moments, especially considering everything that's happened um, and whether or not we play uh, women's basketball here at the end of October, beginning of November or, you know, uh, or not, whenever it does come back into, you know, there, there's a lot of emotion anyway for, for me personally in that connection. Um, I always look up to the seats that my grandparents have had uh, for their season tickets. And, you know, even though my grandfather's passed, I always give them a wave. Um, 
up there. Uh, and I, I'm lucky enough to just look up to my right and I get to see those seats way up in the, in the, in the, um, bleachers there. And, um, also to take in, you know, unfortunately, I say, unfortunately, unfortunately for a fan to have coach McGraw no longer with us, uh, in the coaching position, uh, you know, she, she was the, the program for many years, um, right. So she built that program and um, to not see her, you know, on the sidelines, kneeling down in her, her iconic uh, pose on, there on the uh, sidelines is, you know, that that's going to be emotional too. But uh, to know that she's still around the university, around the program and to see that uh, Neil Ivy is, is the new coach. And, it, you know, again, it's going to be very emotional one way or the other. Well, and you can see just how much of an impact that program has made. A brief story I have um, from when they were in the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight at Wintrust Arena in Chicago. And I'm walking through that VIP media lounge area after the game, and there's Marina and Enrique. And you go, if they go two foot the other way, there's pandemonium of all these young girls wanting to talk with them, take pictures or whatever. And I almost wanted to drop a slide. You might want to go that way. <laughs> but it, it is it is so cool to see first of all as a women's basketball fan to see those student athletes have that kind of position in the community and see all those little girls wanting to uh get a picture with them or autograph or whatever and it, it's just something else um for sure one final question before i let you go and i know i talked about this beforehand it's deceptively simple what do you feel is the best part of your job the best part of my job is adding to the overall experience that the fans have when they come to a game at the Purcell Pavilion or at Four Winds Field, adding um, to the experience, which then can add, there's a domino effect there. If I can add to the experience for the fans and I can, you know, help energize the fans that can help energize the team and swing momentum. I'm not saying that I have responsibility in that. I'm saying there, there is a small, um, again, it, it's, it's just one of the dominoes that takes effect there, you know, and to be able to get the reaction of 9,000 people to, Hey, it's showtime. When, when we do the starting lineups, they know it's time to go. And to be able to contribute to the experience positively to the fans overall, you know, um, for the South Bend Cubs, we have no, no say, no control of what happens on the field. With the players, we can't say, okay, this player, we're going to trade him or we're going to call up. That No, we have no control over the South Bend Cubs players and play on the field. We have control over the show is how um, my buddy Chris says it. Um, if, and our president, Joe Hart, says the same thing, that if you don't know what the score was when you walk out at the end of the night, but you had a good time, we did our job, you know. Um, baseball is a long game, for example, um, and, and a slow pace game quite often. And there's a lot of just lulls, 
But if you can go and just say, oh, I had such a great time. We had all these contests and we had this back and forth with the Arn Field host and the PA announcer. And we had Swoop and Stu, our mascots there. And we had these games and we had, oh, yeah, there was a baseball game going on, too. Um, you know, just to have them a part of that um, and, and feel good about, you know, something that is a, 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 a beacon for our community, which is the South Bend Cubs. And then to be able to um, have that positive experience and impact for women's basketball and their loyal fans, you know, the most loyal and greatest fans of the land at Notre Dame. And, um, I, you know, I know that's probably a little longer winded than you expected or, or wanted, but I, I think the ex just having that experience uh, and being a part to enhance the experience for the fans. That's my favorite part. Being along for the ride with the players and the, and the gameplay is an extra bonus for me, but being able to enhance that for the fans, because I, I think there needs to be a little bit of showmanship. I think there needs to be a little bit of, pizzazz to it you know sometimes um I, I i've gone to games before where i'm like oh this is exciting but some people don't know where the queue is some people don't know and, and and not everyone has that same style and that's fine there are different styles for different places and different people um but being a part of that experience and enhancing the experience for everyone that's that's why i do it before we let Greg go, social media, Facebook is BTM Podcast Alex, Twitter is BTM Podcast underscore Alex, Apple Podcast, Anchor, and Spotify, just three of the many platforms we have that you can tune in as so. Greg, once again, thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Again, happy to have you on. Thank you very much. Appreciate the opportunity.